What's up, guys? Are you looking for the ultimate stocking stuffer during this holiday season? Look no further because our sponsors at Manscaped have the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Hell yeah, Manscaped. They're the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And great news, they just released their products across Europe, Canada, and Australia. Then people need it. That's right. (laughs) You guys, that's right. And let me tell you something, guys. They have such great things for you, like the crop crop preserver, the ball deodorant, guys. Let me tell you something. Smells awesome. Makes your nuts feel great. I'm telling you, my wife loves it. She loves it, loves the smell of it. She wants to sniff them just because I put it on there, son. Hell yeah, hell it's yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. I would highly recommend the ball deodorant for everyone, I'm telling you guys. Yeah, uh, you know, they got uh, the Crop uh, Reviver Ball Toner. It's a spray-on toner that will give your balls a little slice of heaven. That's right. With That's... their aloe vera and hazel extracts. Don't forget that foot duster, guys. Keep your stanky-ass feet from smelling Get your stink feet off of me. <laughs> Make your feet smell fresh, guys. Hell you know yeah. That. And let's not forget about the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body. <laughs> the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with advanced skin safe technology. No nicks, no cuts, no blood on your nuts. That's right, guys. That's right. Don't And um, don't forget, guys, that all of these formulas are all vegan, culture free, dye free, sulfate free been free so you know that products are legit and right now you guys can get 20 percent off plus free shipping at manscape.com just put in the promo code horrorfam that's h-o-r-r-o-r-f-a-m horrorfam get yourself 20 percent off that's right guys and whether this is for your partner your dad your brother your friend get them something that they will actually use and almost surely get you a laugh hell yeah so again guys like we said go on over to manscaped.com manscaped.com get you 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code horrorfam h-o-r-r-o-r-f-a-m that's right guys and be the ballsiest gift giver this year with manscaped (laughs) that's right guys manscaped.com check them out What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. Today we're talking Silver Bullet. Let's get into this. All right. What's up, everybody? What's up? And welcome to the Horror Chronicles podcast, your favorite podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And with me, as always, my co-host, JT. What's up, everybody? That's right, guys. And as you heard, we're going to be talking about the great film, Silver Bullet. But before we do that, we're going to do a little bit of business here. If you're just listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those great things, but you're not following us on Facebook, jump on over to the Facebook page, guys. Um, It's slowly growing. I mean, it's growing pretty good, actually. Um, But anyways, go on over there, join the community, um, start a conversation, make some posts, but more than that, it's a great way to get a hold of us. Um, we're active on there. We do a live show the last Sunday of every month, which is awesome. Um, a lot of good conversations. In a couple short weeks. Yep. A lot of good conversations go on there, guys. I mean, it's 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 really fun time. Um, oh, yeah. You know, it's 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 a. Uh, for us, yeah, it's, we have a blast. We have a blast with now, it, you, you know? people listening. Probably hate it. 
So yeah, guys, if you're not we following us, time. jump on over there and follow us on the Facebook page and um, oh yeah. Join the horror fam over there. Check us out on YouTube. Our episodes go out there every week. Uh, you know, just uh, search for the Horror Chronicles podcast. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to our page. And make sure you ring that bell so you get notified whenever new episodes come out. That's right, guys. And not only that, but as soon as this bullcrap is over with this whole COVID shit, we're going to be doing some cool shit, and we're going to have a lot of videos going up there. Yeah, because um, the shit we do now is not cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let me rephrase that. A lot more cool shit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, doing investigations. We're going overboard. Going to conventions and things like that. It's all going to be documented and put oh, on yeah. there and stuff. So it's going to be a great, a great, uh, another, at, oh, another place for you to find some cool content from us. Definitely, um, definitely. Also, you can find us over at craniumradio.com. Yes, sir. Every Friday night, 9 Central, 10 Eastern. That's right, guys. And uh, craniumradio.com. And don't forget, guys, that they have the best DJs, the best music. So you don't have to go there just strictly for us. You can listen to them all the time. Um, Support your metal. That's right. We support the metal over here. Um, Also, guys, uh, if you want to peep some cool-ass merch, jump on over to tpublic.com. T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Type in the Horror Chronicles and... uh, Find yourself a hat, some shirts, some hoodies, I mean, koozie cups, stickers. The list just goes on and on. Ball I mean, gag. Yeah, you, you know, know, we're working on that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. It's a face mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With an attachment. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. But anyways, guys, yeah, check that out. Check it out. Oh. So, yeah, that's pretty much the business. Get you some of it. That's pretty much the business for now, guys. We're going to jump in the podcast. Like we said, we're going to be talking about uh, Silver Bullet, which is, um, for me, a fucking just a complete childhood. I mean, this is probably, we watch this movie two, three times a year in my house. Really? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I uh, hadn't watched it in a long time. It's a great movie. It's a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I hadn't watched it in a long time, oh, yeah. and so uh, so I checked it out this weekend, and now we're going to talk about it. Yeah, well, you know, for me, man, my boys, you know, we all know anyone listening knows they yeah. like the horror and stuff. You oh know? yeah, and that's a good movie I can watch with them. It's not mm-hmm. too violent, you know. It's it's really, man. This movie uh, is a good starter movie for your you know for your kids because there's not a whole lot. There's no nudity in it. Um, the violence is pretty much main, you know, kept on under wraps on it. Uh, this movie to me really shows you how much you can do with music and Mm. sound effects and, uh, just atmosphere in the right cast. Yes. An atmosphere, you know, um, it's a, it's, it's a nostalgic movie for me. It's one Mm. of my first movies, horror movies watching as I was, as I grew up, you know, uh, and it, like I said, with the music, everything yeah. just brings you back. And it's one of those movies that, that there's not a lot of movies out there like this. But like, you're watching the movie and you're you're getting into it and you're like, yeah, this is gonna be good. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, it's over. You know, I mean, because it, yeah. it goes by so fast. Yeah, you know? it does too. Because I, I remember I, I just watched it like earlier today and I was just like, holy shit, it's already over with. Yeah. You know, it's one of those that you wish to kind of. Could have went a little bit longer, but then again, it came out in 85. Right. You know? Um, well, and it's an adaptation of a Stephen King novel. Uh, 
Actually, it was one of his different stories. Uh, cycle of the werewolf. The cycle of the werewolf, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, it was in one of his novellas or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they adapted it for a screenplay and got a great cast. I mean, oh, you, know, you got Corey Haim and... Gary Busey. Fucking Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Come on. You gotta son. love Gary Busey. Uncle Gary. <laughs> I mean, uh <laughs> and it was funny, my wife walked by and she's like, Oh look, it's Gary Busey before he started looking all crazy. <laughs> uh, for, before the motorcycle accident with no yeah. helmet. Yeah. Uh you got Everett McGill playing Reverend Lowe. Reverend Lowe. Uh I kept wanting to say Megan Follows. My wife corrected me today. Her name is Megan Follows, and the reason why my wife knows that, she played Anne of Anne of Green Gables. Oh, I so don't know anything you're just talking I about. I don't so. know any of that either. <laughs> uh, but my wife corrected me. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah. Uh, pretty good cast in here. Terry Quinn, Terry Quinn um, played the Sheriff Holler. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, you know, there's... There's some people you'll you'll recognize in here. Yeah, definitely, especially if you've watched a lot of '80s horror. A lot of these people pop up. In oh, here. dude, William Newman. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things. You know, I mean, you know, it's just a, it's a movie that when basically nowadays people are um, know who the actors in this movie were, mm-hmm. but back then some of them may not have known. Right, right. You know, oh, yeah. um, For but sure. like you, Gary Busey, come on, like. He killed it in this movie. He did. Uncle and, Red. You know, and something that I like about this is, uh, I mean, we're just going to jump into the movie here. You Do, know? It. Do it. So Gary Busey, you know, if you haven't watched this, guys, uh, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back and see if you agree with our analysis on things. Yeah, because we're going to spoil it for you. We're going to tell yeah. you who the werewolf is. You guys know this. So, <laughs> but uh, anyways. Ryan's so, going to fuck it all up for everybody. Oh, oh, Gary Busey plays Uncle Red. And he's the uncle to this boy, played by Corey Haim, um, who is, uh, his name is Marty, and uh, he's paralyzed from the uh, waist down, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, he's in the wheelchair, and he's got a sister um, who's always taking care of him and everything, um, and her name is Janie. Yeah. Uh, and, go ahead. Uh, typical older sister, she's always calling him Booger. Yeah, Booger? <laughs> 85, you know. I guess that was the the thing to call yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You bugger. But uh, anyway, so Uncle Red, thing about thing I like about Uncle Red is is that, um, and it kind of plays a key part in the movie, mm-hmm. um, is that he's kind of an adult child. Yeah. Like well, us, Typical basically. uncle. Yeah, you, you know, know he's, I mean, the, he's the uncle. Uh, he the, don't give a fuck. The cool <laughs> uncle, yeah. He's the cool uncle, you know, um... So I love it when he comes over to the house and uh, him and Marty are playing cards and he's just chugging wild turkey yeah. right Piss out of the bottle. Pissoni and he's just fucking <laughs> like, you know. He just he's one of those guys that you want him to be your uncle. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know. But he but he loves them with yeah. all his heart. Oh yeah, you know he's Definitely. Uh, he he may be an alcoholic or whatever, but he loves his nieces niece and nephew with everything. Yeah, he's for got, sure. You know, for basically. Sure. So, and that's what plays a part in this is that, you know, they trust him. And not only do they trust him, but as I said, he kind of acts like an adult child. So, basically, you know, they talk about it here. Like, if we, if we, tell, we tell the adults, they're not going to believe us. But, yeah. so they so go they, tell Red. They tell Uncle Red. <laughs> because and he still doesn't fucking believe them. But. Jumped up. Jesus, pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, the the relationship between Uncle Red and um, Marty and Janie are uh, is a, a really close relationship. So um, that's just part of the atmosphere it builds up, you know. So like I said, that uh, Marty's in a wheelchair and he's got like a gas power wheelchair thing. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it is know? pretty cool. But then Uncle Red shows up, you know, Fortune Lies coming, mm-hmm. whatnot, you know. And he got a, a surprise for him. You know, he's been working on this thing for him or whatever. And it's, it's this badass fucking silver bullet wheelchair, yeah. you know. It's, yeah. Well, and his other wheelchair said yeah. silver bullet on yeah. the back of it. Yeah. But this one is by far. I mean, it's, you know, this, and it, that's what reminds me of back when I was a kid. So, like, when I was a kid, you know, I was huge into vampires, werewolves. And, yeah. yeah. You, know, you're, you know, you're hunting them or you got, you know, him having this super fast cool looking fucking wheelchair thing that kid can drive yeah dude when i was a, when i was a kid i was like oh shit that's awesome dude yeah. now granted he had to be in be in one because he was in a wheelchair right know? but like it's just that little thing is like, dude i wish i had one of those yeah. i think it's awesome yeah. you know oh yeah uh, and it was fast too. Fuck yeah. it was fast enough it had a wheelie bar on it yeah and it popped the yeah. and, and he used up. it but uh so yeah um you know the concept of the movie it kind of starts off telling you about it, you know. It starts off with the full moon, you know, mm-hmm. and you get, uh, oh, he's famous too. What's his name? Uh, the guy gets killed at the beginning working on the tracks. He's been a oh, shit ton. Yeah, of uh, I don't remember who that. I, I mean, I knew his face, but I couldn't remember what his name was. And he's been in everything, <clears throat> but, but he's like the first guy to get killed, and it and it's crazy because the town kind of blows it off because this this guy he uh, he's like the town drunk. And he gets killed on the railroad tracks. He's a railroad worker. And, uh, you know, basically the scene is he's out there inspecting the railroad track and something comes up and basically knocks his head Decapitates off. him. You know. And so when they find him, his body's laying beside the train tracks and his head's laying inside the train tracks. So the whole town just assumes that he got drunk and passed out on the tracks and was decapitated by a train. What's you know what's funny to me is I, I, now that I'm an adult and I look at that movie, yeah. it's like how the hell did he get hit by a train whenever his train car is still on the track? Well, the you train? know, hey, we're not, <laughs> we're not supposed to look at that. Not supposed to look at that. Uh, but well, yeah, that's, uh, the, you know, it's it's interesting because I I was thinking of something during this during this whole thing, but we'll get into it here in a little bit. Okay, cool, but, cool. Uh, but yeah, so you know, um, this the. The movie is being narrated in part by the older sister. By Janie. As she's yeah. older, though. She's yeah, going yeah. back in time thinking about their childhood, which is, I love that concept. You know, right. Uh, right. It was kind of like a Stand By Me kind of yes, vibe. Yes, man. I love Stand By mm-hmm. Me. But, um, yeah, you know, they just got the movies right back mm-hmm. then, you know. Yeah. Um, they, didn't, they didn't rely on CGI and blood right. and horror and, like, violence and... They, they yeah, because this movie had no violence on it. Well, there's some, there, there, there's some for sure. But what I'm talking about is you don't have to start the movie off with somebody's something exploding and then like 15 million. It, it, you know, they just knew how to make an yeah. atmosphere. You know, movie back then. and that scene was probably the goriest scene in the movie because you actually see the guy's head flying through the air. Yeah, you know. You know. Um, the now the part where the lady gets attacked in a room, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Pretty violent. Kinda. Pretty violent, yeah. Um, yeah. not necessarily gory, right. Right. but um, 
But, you know, they, they just knew how to make movies back then to where they drew you in with the atmosphere of the movie. And right. that's what I miss a lot mm-hmm. anymore, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, there's some movies that have hit it, the newer movies that have done it, but, you know... Right. It's right. like almost every movie back in... For some reason, the 80s, man, they they had that atmosphere down. The directors yeah. then were they just... They had it going on. You know? Um, but anyways, back into this. So that was the beginning of, basically... This summer of fucking violence and death and yep, you know that was a first murder. No one really knew it yet. First murder that was right at the end of uh, well, they said it was at the end of spring because the kids were still in school whenever it happened. That's right. And uh, that was the uh, the first of numerous murders that took place in Tarker's Mills. Mm Hmm. Yeah, and they do a great job too with like. Again, I mean, it's atmosphere, but it's like setting up the town and yeah. how it, you yep. know, looks like an old school town, close, yeah, your typical, community. you know, yeah, tight knit community where everybody knows everybody and, you know, you know. no real drama really. And, right. right. Uh, that people know of. Yeah. Now, there's some hidden drama that comes out and things like that, but uh, so we got the uh, Marty's friend. Um, oh, what's his name? Dang it, now I'm drawing a blank. Brady. 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 So, uh, Marty's got a friend named Brady. He's a little asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So, like, the beginning, at the beginning of the movie, they're having the uh, town, you know, just national town day, whatever you want to call it. Every town has their own little, uh... oh, yeah, Brady Kincaid. But uh, everyone, every town has their own, like, we had, yeah, Newburgh Day, Raw, Summerfest, stuff, stuff like that. Oh, I thought you were going to say every town has their own little asshole. Yes. <clears throat> <laughs> That's true. Very very true. Yeah. And if you don't know who that is, it's probably you. It's prob- <laughs> <laughs> probably is you. I know it's me. <laughs> My wife tells me every day. But, uh... No, so um, they're they're having their annual get together, you know. Their annual get together. Their annual, annually, an, annual, 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 annual. annual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so boy, talk about going off the rails here. <laughs> but uh, you know, like I said, Brady, he's a trickster. So they play these jokes on. Um, they're he's talks Marty into playing this practical joke on his sister and. You know, of course, her parents pretty much rely on her to watch out for her brother all right, the time. So right. she's out, goes out looking for him, and then they pull some trick on her. She falls in this mud puddle and gets her fucking panties in a bunch, so to speak. <laughs> her, her pantyhose get ripped. Yeah. And uh, so she's like, of course, calls her brother a bugger or whatever. And he's sorry about it because he actually you know, loves his yeah, sister. He felt bad about the whole situation. He can't really do much. It's not like he could jump up and stop the guy. You right. Know, uh, and he even said that, you know, told his buddy, yeah, you know, you're twisted, man, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that little bit happens, and they go home, and they get – it's funny, the drive the drive home with the parents is funny to me because, like, the mom's mm. like, you're just going to shut your mouth or I'm going to smack it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's funny because I said to my wife, I was like, yeah, that shit doesn't happen nowadays. You know, you can't say that to a kid. Nope. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm calling DFS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they just exactly. go online and call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but 
So, you know, the, the relationship, I don't want to, I'm not going to like go into detail about the whole thing. I'm not going to go through the whole movie, but they're setting up the relationship for the brother and the sister. Right. right. They love each other very much. You know, they, they, have, a, they're, they have a strong brother-sister relationship, but just like any, you know, younger sibling gets on her nerves and yeah. she's con- not only that, but he's paralyzed. From the waist down, so she constantly has to help him do this and right. help him do that, and you know she still does it. And she said, you know, they, they have a typical brother sister relationship, but they actually care about each other, right? So they're pretty close, which is all part of this whole thing, you know, because like uh, the next, so during the next murder, we'll call into it. We'll go into the next mm-hmm. killing. We'll go into it. There's this lady, and you see her earlier in the uh, movie um, during the town, you know, get-together, whatever festival it is, festival. Thing, yeah. um, you see her there, and uh, she's talk- she brings this guy out, drags him to the middle of these bushes, and she's all talk to him like, you know, hey, I'm pregnant, blah, blah. They get into it, you yeah. know, and Janie sees all this because she's hiding because she just got her pantyhose all messed up or whatever because their brother's friend or whatever. But anyways... So she's listening to this, and it's basically this guy is telling her, look, basically his exact words were, it's your oven, but it ain't my bun cooking in it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's what he yeah. says. So, like, yeah, uh, he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, he's going to be a deadbeat dad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Actually, no, he's not. Yeah, but. I was going to say. But anyways, so. <clears throat> Worked out for him, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, lucky bastard. But, uh, no, you know, he um, he's nice. She's all depressed or whatever. And then so the next scene you see is this girl. Or lady, I should say, in a room, and she's gonna get ready to commit suicide, taking these pills because she's this guy doesn't want want her or her ch- child, and um, here comes the old werewolf, and this is the, actually the first time you actually see the werewolf, right? Pretty right. good. Um, yeah. They do again; they do a great job with you know what they had. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you see the werewolf, but you can't really see everything. It's like the flashes behind and right. this and that, you know. Uh, well, in in this particular movie, you don't need to see everything. Exactly. And that's what yeah. I was saying. That's, and that's another thing that I try to explain to people. Um, Sometimes less is more. Yes. And, well, pe- yeah. and especially people now, nowadays, younger kids. They grew up watching all these movies mm-hmm. that have all the CGI and all these things, and they don't really know what atmosphere is and what, like, the build-up the things are, yeah. you know? Like, my, my boys, luckily, they know that stuff. They love mm-hmm. the movies like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's scary. The music, just the music. They'll be like, yeah. oh, Dad, yeah. something's going to happen because they'll hear the music, you know? So they're, they're growing up understanding that. Right. Um, and that's something I try to get to people to understand now, you know, is that that's almost like a lost craft anymore. It is. It is. You know, there are some people that can still pull it off, and you know we talk about him all the time. And that's James Wan. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he is a master at that. But he's also a studier know. of the old school right. directors right. and stuff. You know that. You know, I mean, that's why John Car- and that's and that's another thing. That's why everybody's like, why is everybody like John Carpenter all the time? Blah blah. You got to understand is that like he makes the music. Right. He makes he writes the. I mean, he does everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's the whole point is that. Not like he's a control freak. He just he has a vision in his head, and he wants wants it laid out on film. Exactly, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would love. I've been think. I I've always wanted to make a movie. And who knows down the road if we have connections with certain people, it, yeah, it can maybe. happen down the road. Maybe. So, um, a lot of things, man. I don't want to jump ahead of ourselves. 
Yeah. But, you know, down the road, we'll see. But no, back I think to Ryan just asked me to make a porn with him. Um, yes. How do you know that we haven't already? Yeah. You, you might have been asleep. I am a sound sleeper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right, back into the film. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, then you, so the next murder happens, and it's this lady. Um, I don't want to just well. Uh, so ahead. here, I'm gonna throw this in there. So this is what I was talking about a while ago. In this movie, the way everything plays out, you feel like you're watching like the same day or the next day or whatever mm-hmm. because of the way they put this movie together. And I'm sitting here thinking, how many fucking full moons do you think are in a month? You know? I mean, shit, the, uh, you only get a full moon once every 29 days. Yeah. I, I, you know, there's just no other way around it. And and then, you know, your mind doesn't really think about things, you know, because you're engrossed in the film. You know, they say, when she's telling uh, narration at the front... She is uh, talking about how it started, the first killing was during the spring. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, like a couple killings later, all of a sudden they're getting ready for 4th of July. Yep. And then by the time you get to the end of the movie, there's a part where they pull up to the fairgrounds, and he's all mad, uh, Marty's all mad because they've canceled the fireworks yep. show, yep. and the date on the thing is October 1st. Yeah. So... So it, the movie actually plays out during the entire yeah. summer. Yeah. Yeah, and not only that too, um, but you know, speaking of speaking of the the full moon, they even talk about it in the movie. You know, she says, "Well, in the lore, in the the lore, mm-hmm. the werewolf can only turn to full moon, but what if it can turn any time?" Yeah. You yeah. know. Um, which is another well. Reason. In this particular movie, they had to keep it with lore because there's so much lore in this movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know? You know, Hence the name of the movie, Silver Bullet. Yeah, that's yeah. a great scene, by the way. I yeah. love that fucking scene. That's one of my favorite scenes. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, you know, these killings are happening, and the town's on edge, mm-hmm. you know, and they're um, – they're wondering, you know, what's going to happen now, and then you got like you got characters in this town. You know, it's a small town, so yeah. the sheriffs are small town sheriffs, right? You know, right. people grew up with them. That was probably, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, and they probably know these guys mm-hmm. their whole lives, and there's just you know local town, you know, hard ass, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. who thinks he's you know king shit and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and he's getting into it with the sheriff's deputy right. and all those other things yeah. and. Well, it's like he kept calling the sheriff's deputy a fat ass the whole movie. Yeah. This uh, fat ass moron or whatever, you know, different. I was like, man, I'm fat ass. Yeah. If I was the sheriff's deputy, I'd have fucked you up, dude. Well, that's what he said. I'd have fucked you up in that bar right in front of everybody. That's That's what the sheriff's deputy said. Yeah. He's like, you know, you better shut your mouth, you know. And that, what honestly, are you going to do about it, fat ass? And to be honest, that guy's not really that fat. He was actually no. a stocky dude. Yeah, yeah. I, and that guy looked really familiar. Oh, to you've me. seen him in and, movies. He's yeah. been in movies before. I, yeah. I can't remember his name, but I've seen him in quite a bit. Of movies. Yeah. That's another scene too. I like when he's at the uh, the all these murders are happening. You know, so the sheriff's calling the state people, state boys, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. listen, you know." And uh, he's all talk to him. He's like, well, "When can I expect some help?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." 
fuck off. Yeah. He makes <laughs> yeah. And then his, his deputy's like, sir, I don't know if it's such a good idea to tell them uh, county mounties to fuck off. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, I wait till they hung up. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Uh, Hell yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, you got your characters in here. and So, you know, we've got all these people. Not, now we've had several people who have died violently. So the town is in an uproar. You've got, like Ryan was saying, you know, this is why we were talking about this bar scene and the sheriff and everything. So basically... Uh, a lynch mob ensues mm-hmm. and they are going to go out and they're going to find whoever is responsible for these murders. At this point, nobody suspects it's a werewolf. Yeah, because um, they think it's just some psychotic killer. And just before that, this is whenever, you know, Marty's friend Brady gets killed. Mm-hmm. And they find yeah. him just like a, a lump of yeah. just body parts. Just mauled to death. You know, um, and that's what starts this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, this is when you start, you know, seeing things that go on. Um, they're having the funerals and the, the pastor or the, you know, reverend yep. is like, you know, every time, every cycle has a beginning and an end. And, right. You know, right. all this stuff and telling everybody it'll all be mm-hmm. over soon and all this. Um, so right now in the movie, you're looking around wondering who's the vampire or who's the werewolf. Who's doing this? You know, um, and kind of gives you little innuendos here and there, but it kind of throws you off too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, you don't know if it's a sheriff, you don't know if it's freaking Uncle Red or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, um, so yeah, like JT was saying, they start this lynch mob up at the bar or whatever, and um, they're going to go out looking for this guy who's getting ready to murder, who's been murdering everybody. Well, Sheriff walks in, and he's talked to him, you know, and he's trying to get him to stop. Yeah. And whatnot. Yeah. And um, the guy's like, uh, the town badass is all, you, you can't do shit. You can't do nothing. We're going to do this on our own, blah, blah. Right, right. Um, and he said this is private justice or whatever, yeah. you know. Yep. Well, Bob, and they get start getting to it, and he's like, shut up, shut up, you know, blah. And here comes Brady's dad, who just buried his kid that day. Mm-hmm. You know, he comes in, he's like, no, you shut up. He's like, I just got done burying my son. Right. You know, it's like, you want to go up and um, talk to my son on Harmony Hill about private justice? Yeah. You know, blah, blah. He's like, as for me, I'm going to go out and get me some private justice. So, bam, the sheriff basically lets them all go out. And then here comes the reverend running in, trying to stop everybody, which is another cool scene. Yeah. Yeah. When everybody's like everybody's jumping in their vehicles, vehicles taking and taking off, you know, you know kind of reminds me of the. There's a lot of pickup trucks. Well, it kind of <laughs> reminds me of uh, Halloween. Was it four? Yeah, yeah. Halloween four. Yeah, when know, they're gonna the go hunt club. down, yeah, uh, go hunt down Michael. They all get their big ass. Yeah, I love that scene, man. Yeah. Um, and that's when they in Halloween. That's when they kill the dude in the bushes. The drunk dude's yeah, laying in the bushes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, oh, we laugh because it was funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's our sense of humor. But uh, uh, no, so we're sick. We know it. So uh, they're all going out looking for this, that, looking for his guy. They think yeah. it's a guy at this yeah. point in time. And um, you see all this stuff, and you know it's funny because the bartender's got this bat that says "Peacemaker" on it. Yep. You know, yep. it's a wooden bat, old bar, big time. Uh, 
bar this big guy bartender husky older mm-hmm. guy you know and that's funny because that's what he says when they're in there arguing he's like both you boys better turn down your thermostats or you get the hell out of here yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> but uh but anyways so they're all out in the woods looking for this guy and it gets foggy yeah pretty foggy you know and um so we're all in line a skirmish line you know looking for whatever <laughs> and it was so funny when they're out there you know They've got, I swear, they've got a hundred people out in the same patch of woods, yeah. looking. You know, no, let's not spread out and look around. Let's all clump together, yeah. and you know, and 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 it's funny because some of these guys are walking through with their rifles like they're you know in fucking Vietnam looking yeah. for so you know they're all hunched down, fucking you know. It's like come on. Yeah. Well, and then I guess funny because they start hearing something, you know, and they're like. They're like, what is? This? They're like, it's under the fog, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then like, one of the guys gets killed. Um, I kept waiting to see William Holden carrying that big golden cross <laughs> in the fog. Uh-oh. But yeah, um, so they all start backing out of this fog, and this thing's killing, attacking everything, killing everything. And this is a cool scene here in this with the bat. Yeah, and like yeah. you see the old the old bartender, he's got the bat, and he's you see his hand coming out of the fog, and he's swinging that bat, and you hear it hitting, and all of a sudden you hear like this crunching noise or whatever, and yeah. all of a sudden you see the werewolf hand has the bat. Yeah, yeah, and it hits it, hits it. So that leads into, you know, the next day there's um, all these funerals going on or whatever. Yeah, now they're having a funeral with four caskets. Yep, and again you got the the reverends has this vision of everyone in the place turning into, turn into werewolves. And that was a really cool scene, the way they did that and put that together. They had some pretty pretty cool, like, uh, transformations going on yeah, in there, you know. Because you know? it, it's hard enough to make one person transform into a werewolf on film, much less a congregation at a church. You I would know? say at least probably 30 people. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I know they can cut film, and go, but it, it's still the point. Every one of them was different transformation and stuff. And putting and it, that all together. To have the mind to, to put that together is pretty, pretty the cool. The old uh, lady on the fucking piano. Yeah, dee, yeah. Dee, dude, awesome. Yeah. Great yeah. scene. Yeah, that was a very cool scene. Um. And then, then, of course, during his vision, he ends up being surrounded by all these werewolves and being taken down. And and he wakes up, and and he's, like, sweating, you know? Yeah, he wakes up in his own bed. He's like, dear God, let it in, you know, is what he says. Um, So, um, Marty, at this time, you know, Marty's upset that they had the funeral for Brady or whatever, and he's riding home with his uncle, um, Red, and they're talking about it, and that's when he says, you know, he, Uncle Red's like, man, I hope they get this guy, you know? Yeah. And Marty's just like, what if it's not a man? Yeah. What and if it's a werewolf? Well, no, he well, said it's, it's some kind of monster. Some kind of monster, yeah. You know? Because well, even at that point, he didn't know, you yeah. know, that it was a werewolf. And he's like, what if it, he's like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, well, he even says werewolf or something like that, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think he does. He's like, what do you mean, a monster? Like a werewolf or yeah, something? You, you know? know? Yeah. And then, um, so he calms him down a little bit, and he's like, there's just bad people out there that do things, you know, yeah. and this and that. And then that, and then this is the time that he gives him a silver bullet, you know. And he's like, uh, gives him these. And this is one of, my, another, one of my favorite scenes, having the barbecue, you know, Uncle Red's getting ready to leave. It's, you know, they already shut down the fireworks and everything, but Uncle Red's like, hey, why don't you follow me around here? You know, he follows around. He's like, um, so 
he's like, I got you these fireworks. And he's like, oh, cool, thanks. He's like, you know, because he tells me, he's like, so this guy, let me get this straight. This guy kills your best friend, you know, mm-hmm. shuts down the only fireworks display you have in town and all this other stuff. And he's like, no, I got you these. And he's like, wow, you know, and he's like, you know what these are for? This is so no fucking bad guy fucks with the good guys. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You know, he just tells them, um, and basically. And he shows him the rocket. The rocket. And, and he like, says, you got to save this one for last. last. Yeah, you know. And uh, again, with the I, I love the atmosphere of this movie. Yeah. The way they filmed it. It's mm-hmm. nighttime. So he sneaks out of his room through his window. You know, yeah, he's paralyzed and let the, let the waist down. But, you know, he climbs down this thing with his arms and he, his um the silver bullet's right up underneath his window. So he drops down on it, you know, and he takes off. The, this whole scene with him driving on the nighttime, yeah. the music, the wind, mm-hmm. like everything, right. you know. The atmosphere is so great in this movie, yeah. I think. I mean, personally yeah. for me. Yeah. I, um, and then he goes out to this nice spot where he can go shoot off fireworks, you know, and he's shooting off. And then you hear the music. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then like uh, this is where Marty officially sees the werewolf. Yeah. Well, it's really cool, though, because he's, like, sitting on a bridge, and he's got the fireworks, like, sitting on the railing of the bridge, and he'll light them, and he'll back his little yeah. you know, his silver bullet up a little bit, you know, and watch him go off. Well, as the camera pans down, you can see into the water, you can see the reflection of the werewolf yeah. standing on the bank. You know? It's pretty fuck cool. That's yeah, really, it's just a really cool scene. A great scene for that movie, you know. Um, and then... Uh, so he's shooting these off, and all of a sudden he hears something, and he's looking mm-hmm. around, and this is whenever he like he sees the werewolf, and he's like, "Oh, now, Corey Haim was such a great actor." Yeah, yeah. I mean, as a for a kid, he, he was really just a great was, actor as a kid, man. Rest in peace to him. But like, you know, such a great actor, and uh, he really portrayed that fear. Yeah, yeah. You know, at this part of the movie, and he backs up, you know, and here comes the werewolf coming. So he's trying to strike that match and light that rocket, you know, yeah. so, you know, he can, he can get him, you know. And um, so he lights that rocket off and boom, it hits the werewolf in the eye. And he's like, the whole scene, you know, yeah. and then he takes off fucking flying. The whole scene where he's driving back, like this, this whole scene gets like one of my favorite scenes of the mm-hmm. whole movie, you know, it's because the whole atmosphere of it, him flying back right. home, climbing up in his bed. He, he just portrays it so yeah. well. Well, yeah, he, he, like, climbed up in his bed, and he, like, got all the way in the corner and, like, and pulled the blanket around him. And, you, you know, you could tell he, play, he played it like he was scared to death. Terrified, man. Know? He just did such a great job, you know. Yeah. And then so the next day, he's sitting out there by himself, and his sister walks out, you know, like, what's going on with you? You know, what's, what's going on? And he, he kind of tells her, and she's narrating, too, at this time. Right. So, right. like, in between all this, you're hearing narrations from her. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how she told him he, she would go around and look, mm-hmm. you know, and just to kind of make it feel yeah, better. Because now, I mean, he shot this thing in the eye. And that's what he says. He's, so, like, he's like, and I hit it in its eye. Yeah, so they know that whoever whoever is the werewolf should have, should a, have a damaged eye. Yeah. You know. You know? So, so like, she goes all over the town. Collecting bottles for yeah. their church thing or whatever you know and she, as she's going around looking for bottles she's also going around looking for the werewolf yeah, yeah. or whoever the guy person is right. that got shot you know right um so the, again music plays a lot into this sets yeah. the atmosphere of it you know um which they do a great job of um 
So she'd been going around all day looking for things. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's that scene when she goes to the barber and that guy's got his face wrapped up in the hot yeah. towel, you know, and she's like really slowly, boom. Yeah, and that was the high-strung guy that started all the shit yeah. at the bar. Yeah, the asshole. But uh, then she's like, as she's going to the... Uh, back to the church to drop off her bottles and stuff like that. She's all bitching and moaning about her brother, you know, and this and that, and how she's got him doing all this stuff and all that crap. And then uh, this is where uh, this is where she's, like, um, talking to Reverend Lowe, and she's like, yeah, um, I believe... Or something about my, my little brother and this, this, and that. And she's like, he's like, shows a close-up of his face, and he's got an eye patch. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, darn. He's got know? like a piece of gauze taped over his eye. And he's like, yeah, Jamie, and then sometimes. everybody realizes now that Reverend Lowe is the werewolf. And see, there's parts in here that we didn't tell you about, you know, in between. You know, like there's a big chase scene between Reverend Lowe and, uh, um, and Marty, which we're going to get into a little well, bit. Well, that doesn't happen until later. Well, just after this. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so... So basically, he, without looking at her, he tells Janie to, you know, oh, go go in there and unload your bottles on the And get me your tally and, sheet. Or and get your tally sheet. And anyway, she goes in there, and as she's unloading her cart with these bottles, she looks down and she sees that bat the peacemaker mm-hmm. with peacemaker wrote on it and it's busted in half and so she's already like uh wait how did that get here yeah. you know and as she's looking at this thing you see the shadow come up behind her and it's the reverend and when she turns around she sees the patch over his eye yeah she's like and she knows he's like well, you're trembling you know yeah. you want to go to, yeah. lay down in the parlor you know and he, she's like well right. no, i go home like, yeah yeah and then she runs home, and she's narrating, too, at this time, you know. So she does be like, yeah, I, you know, I go home. And she's like, I ran here all the way. She's like, what are we going to do? And this is where she gets into telling. She's like, we got to tell Uncle Red, you know. Yeah. This yeah. is the whole scene I was talking about earlier when they say that, like, you know, you can't tell the adults are not going to believe us. Right. So they tell Uncle Red, and that's when he's like, jumped up, Jesus, part of me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Because at this time, too, they had been writing. When he still doesn't believe them, though. Well, at this time, too, they had been writing the uh, – Reverend Notes telling me he should kill himself and yeah, things like yeah. that. He's like, oh, yeah. Uh, they, so they tell him about it, and he that's the reaction he has. He's like, you, I wish I had a recorder. You should sound, see what you sound like. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, uh, and she says something about uh, to him. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, uh, what is it? Hardy Boys meet Reverend Werewolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for that. But, uh, yeah, and it was funny because when they finally talk him into going over, they go over and they're sitting outside the church, you know, kind of far off, and they're watching him, and he's painting the thermometer that, you know, shows how many bottles they've collected or whatever. And he was like, you mean to tell me you shot this guy in the eye last night and he's already out here painting a thermometer? Yeah. Come on, guys. Well, then at this point in time, too, um, is whenever, because right before, the, just after that, when they tell him the first time, they don't believe him and everything, and um, you know, then then the chase happens mm-hmm. between Reverend Lowe. So Reverend Lowe chases uh, Marty down, and um, he chases him down these gravel roads because he's got the silver bullet, you know, and yeah. he chases him in this like broke down bridge. And this is when it's explained to me. 
basically saying that, like, you know, you should have just left me alone. Right. I killed that woman because she was going to kill herself, and you can't right. do that. You'll go to hell, and yeah, all yeah. those other things like that. And what's his name was an alcoholic, and this and that. Well, then he's like, I can't kill myself because so he's a good he's a good uh, werewolf. Yeah, he's like, I can't kill myself because I'll go to hell. It's a sin, yeah. you know. So then he goes, he's like, really shows it, and you know, it's funny because like when I see in this part, then you see like you notice more. It kind of reminds you of people under the stairs, mm. you know. He brings out that that all oh, that evilness, so to yeah. speak. I guess yeah. you'd say. Yeah. And he's like, you meddling little shit, you know. Yeah. And he's like. Yeah. Uh, He's like, you're going to have an accident, Marty. You're going to fall in the river, yep. you know? And then luckily for Marty, he, you know, sees this farmer, old farmer, you know, mm -hmm. and he comes there, he's like, it's spooky in here, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Uh, but uh, anyways, then that's when they had this conversation with them, and uh, he sees the paint on... Um, on the silver on bullet. On the silver bullet, yeah. you know, and he's like... Or the fender... The back fender of it, his fender is bent. Yeah, you know, and he's mm -hmm. like, you know, we see him. He's like, "What color is Reverend Lowe's car?" And he, yeah. he tells him, "She's like a dark blue." That blue points at you know, oh, yeah. and he's like, you know, and then he's like, "Well, it sounds a lot easier to stand without the fangs and the hair and yeah. the, you know." Yeah. Um, and that's when I go and they do the whole mm -hmm. thing. And he's like, "He's painting this now and this and that." And right. then he goes and talks to the sheriff. You know, and he's like, "You believe all this?" He's like, let's just say I believe Reverend Lowe should be checked out. Yeah. And then he's yeah. like, that could be. And, and the sheriff was like, yeah, we can arrange that. And then fucking, now the sheriff's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So then this is at this point in time is whenever you know you have uh, they give Uncle Red these silver uh, medallions that they have. Well, it was uh, Janie's crucifix that yeah. she wore. And there was another one too because yeah. he gave him something too because she's like, here, add this too. Right. Um. And this is where it leads up to one of my favorite scenes, you know, just because um, I love this whole scene. They go to this, um, he's like, Uncle Red took us to this, like, uh, she's narrating it this time. Janie is. And she's like, Uncle Red took us to an um, old time, I can't remember the name she said, but yeah. a master of his craft. And, yeah, like a you know, gunsmith. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it shows the whole, him the whole time making this silver bullet. She's narrating and stuff. Right. And he walks in there, though, and he's like, my my uh, nephew just uh, he's really big into the well, long ranger. Well, he's like ranger. he just he just something it just found out about the long ranger. Yeah, he's like so. I need a silver. He's bullet. like he's like he 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 hands him. He's like, huh? You want a silver bullet, do you? And the way he talks, yeah. He's yeah. like, you want a silver bullet, do you? And he's like, yeah, uh, you know. So he's making this silver bullet. She's narrating about the whole thing, you know. And then I love this part at the end of the scene. You know, the old guy walks up and he's like. He's like, here you go. It's like it's got a low grain low, so it won't yeah, tumble. It's, it's some of my best work. Some, uh, some of my best work. He's like, ought to be pretty accurate. And he's like, accurate. He's like, shit. What are you gonna? He's like, what are you gonna shoot at a silver bullet at anyway? He's like, he's like, how about a werewolf? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All serious, you know. Yeah. One of my favorite fucking. Yeah. I love that scene, man. Yeah. I love it. Oh yeah. Um, and then so, so there are people in the town that know. You know, know they're. They know there's something going on. Here. And so uh just so happens that Uncle Red uh won some sweepstakes for a getaway, couple's yep. getaway that that uh full next full moon. And which um, is on Halloween. It was so happened to be on Halloween. Uh 
So he gives it to his sister, and so the kid's parents lets him go off, and he has them in the house for the night, you know. Mm-hmm. And he has his gun, and he told them that he would sit up, you know, because um, they talk about it on there, and they say that, well, how come he hasn't got you now? And, you know, Marty's like, well, maybe he has to wait till it's a full moon to when there's no Reverend Werewolf or no Reverend Lowe at all left. Yeah. And it's all the werewolf to come and get him, you know. Right. And uh, so this is, you know, getting towards the end of the movie. And it's like, so I, this is another, you know, I love this movie. But this is a good scene, too. You know, they're sitting there and they're all passed out. Everyone's passed out. Yeah. In the, and this is back in the day whenever TV, whenever TV station went off, it just went, the, you know, played that yeah, freaking. It would play the national anthem and, and then, then it would go to static. Yeah. Uh, so you hear that stuff and they, uh, he uh, has a cigarette in his hand. He burns his fingers. He's yeah. like, shit, shit. You know, and then uh, Janie wakes up. They all wake up, and he's like, "You want days you're gonna burn your burn yourself to death with those things?" Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, I know." Blah blah blah. He's got his three fifty seven, you know, uh, with him with the silver bullet in it, and he's they're sitting there doing everything, and then um, they're complaining because he's like, "All right, it's time for bed." They're like, "You said you'd be here." He's like, "Listen, I I'll stay up here with this all night because I told you I would." It's like you two are going to bed though, you know, yeah. and then like uh. They're getting ready to do this thing, and he's running. Marty's running mouth. He's like, "You better shut your mouth." And he says something else to him. He's like, "He's like, or what?" He's like, "Well, I'm gonna kick your ass." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, like, as they're saying that, fucking this J- time, Janie see, sees the werewolf, werewolf at the window. Out the window, yeah. She starts screaming. He's like, you know, he's all fucking. Bitchy. Yeah, and he's already pulled the bullet out of the gun too. Yeah. You know, he unloaded the gun. And he's sitting there with it, and then he's like, what'd you see? He, and she's like, I see the werewolf. And he's like, what'd you see talking to Marty? He's like, I was looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then, like, he's all like, uh, he's like, oh, my God. And he walks over to the window real slow, and he doesn't see nothing. He's sitting yeah. there, and he's like, you know, a very familiar feeling is coming over me. I'm like, oh, what's that? He's like, beginning to feel like a horse's ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then at that point in time, electric goes out. Right. And that's when he drops the bullet. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know. And then fucking, uh, and then Ledger goes out, and then he's like, calm down, calm down. It's probably just a fuse, blah, 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 you know. And all of a sudden, you hear the music kick in, mm-hmm. and you see the werewolf. They show like a cool part where the werewolf's walking through back mm-hmm. side of the house or whatever, you know, with his just hand rubbing. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, you hear a noise or whatever, look around, all of a sudden, bam! Yeah, it comes busting through the wall. Fucking comes through the window, man. It's such a great scene. And, like, Gary Busey's whole... <laughs> <laughs> oh, the facial expressions yeah, crack me up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man, we went blank again. But, uh... Sorry, guys. The computer screen just went blank for a minute. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, it was funny because you talk about the power going yeah, no off, shit, and then all, all of a sudden, sudden all the, the screens uh, went out. I don't have my gun on me, so <laughs> it's in the jeep. Um, but no, so they do this, and then uh, here comes the werewolf busting through, you know. And so Uncle Red starts fighting this fucking werewolf, you know, and uh, he hits uh, Janie over in the corner, to, and um, Marty falls down. Or the bullet gun goes one way, the bullet goes the other way. Yeah, rolls down the. Uh, 
goes down the vent. The vent or whatever, yeah. and Marty's trying to grab it the whole time. Red's Uncle Red's fighting this werewolf and shit. Yeah. You know? being thrown around the house like, like a, a fucking, fucking ragdoll. <laughs> and he's a Gary Busey was a big guy. He was. He was. He's a big guy. Um, yeah. So you know they're getting the trying to get the bullet and everything and all this stuff and big dramatic scene, big dramatic mm-hmm. ending. You know, and all of a sudden they, they get it and load it right the last second and. Bam! Right through the other eye. Yeah. Shooting. I, yeah, I, I always wondered that, that, you know, they got him in the left eye first, and then when they shot him, the bullet went through his right eye. But did somebody have something about eyes? In yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, I don't know. You know, that's something I never looked into on that. But um, It's kind of weird. So he falls down. This is one of the, a really, really cool-ass scene mm-hmm. here uh, where they do the reverse. Yeah. Yeah, where he's turning back into a man. Great trans. You know, yeah. I was watching this and I was looking at it, and um, I was like, "Man, this is a really good fucking transformation mm-hmm. scene, dude." Yeah. Like he shows the hairs like sucked back into his arm, right. and like yeah, it's really cool. Like yeah. great, great yeah. transformation. Like scene. his fingernails going back up into his. Yeah, dude, it shows shit. everything. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Really close up and well, yeah. Yeah. like uh, really well done. Shows his red rocket going back in. <laughs> red rocket, red rocket. Uh, no, and then basically that's that scene in the movie, and they're sitting there, you know, and Uncle Red and Janie and Marty's up against the wall, sitting on the floor. It's like out of breath going, and Uncle Red's like, are you okay? You know, and then, you know, they ask Marty if, if he's okay. He's like, yeah, everything except my legs. He's like, what's wrong? He's like, I don't think I can walk. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Great movie. Great it's a great movie. film, guys. Definitely worth the watch. You know, um, it's funny. We were sitting here looking at um, the gross, what it made and whatnot. And like, uh, it said that it made, um, it's funny because it said that it was a budget of $7 million, which is quite a bit of money back then. Yeah. Yeah. For a movie. You know, you're talking a movie 1985. Yeah. Um, so the opening weekend, it, it only made four million thirteen thousand something, um, and then it said the gross for the U.S. was twelve million three hundred sixty-one thousand eight hundred sixty-six, and it says cumulative worldwide exact same number. So that can't be right. Somewhere someone's got it mixed up over there. Um, but yeah, you know, it's one of those movies again that we talk about, kind of like Evil Dead. You know, it didn't have a good, didn't make a bunch of money, but it turned into a cult classic. You know, right? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, anything else you want to now go I mean, into it, about just, it? It's a fun movie. I mean, when when you get into Stephen King movies, a lot there's always a lot of suspense and terror in his movies but then there's also some lightheartedness too yeah you know and this movie's got a, a lot of that and it uses it very very well yes great atmospheric yeah. movie guys definitely worth the watch you know um yeah i would definitely suggest everyone go see it yeah you know yeah get out there and rent rent it Wherever you got to find it. You can find it anywhere, really. You might... Uh, no, you can't find it on um, YouTube. Fuck it. Never mind. I can't talk about YouTube right now. But anyways, uh-huh. um, yeah, guys, definitely watch it if you haven't already. It's a great film. Great atm- yeah. atmospheric movie. Yeah. Definitely can't go wrong with it. Um, for yeah. sure. It, you know, for me, it was never one of my favorite werewolf movies, but it's pretty high up there. You yeah. Know? It, uh, you know, it's got that nice... 80s nostalgic feel to it 100 percent. you know and i think that's why i still enjoy it 
But, uh, yeah, draws you in, but the, yeah. you know. But yeah. So yeah, guys, oh, yeah, that is Silver Bullet for you. Definitely go check it out. Um, you know, I would definitely tell you that this is a movie you can watch with your kids. Oh yeah. So it's a good it's a good movie to be able to check out uh, on a scary movie night with the with the kiddos. So yeah, guys, that's it for this episode. We will uh, we will be back again. I promise. But as always. Until next time, keep it creepy.